Biblical manhood through the lens of Jesus. Today, on the Ultimate Ground Rules. But I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Welcome to The Ultimate Ground Rules, a podcast built specifically to encourage, empower, and strengthen the faith of coaches as they live out their God-given purpose to develop the next generation of leaders. And now, your host, Dave Pritchard. Hello and welcome to The Ultimate Ground Rules. I am your host, Dave Pritchard, and thank you for joining the podcast today. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to the show as that helps us reach more people. We would also appreciate if you would leave a review for us on iTunes so the show is easier to find. Recently, we've been looking at the idea of biblical manhood. In our culture today, true manhood is all but disappearing at an alarming rate. As coaches, we're on the front lines of this battle and it's imperative that we provide a strong example of what a real man is to look like as well as provide the necessary tools for our players so that they can become strong men who will become quality husbands and fathers in our communities. If you've missed our past few shows, we have taken a look at prominent biblical figures and the examples of manhood that they demonstrated. Those characters have included Adam, Job, and David. Take a minute and make sure you catch those shows as well because each of those men displayed very important qualities of manhood that we can't miss. Today, as we continue to move chronologically through the Bible, we come to the greatest example of manhood in the life of Jesus. First and foremost, it must be noted that Jesus tends to get a bad rap in the culture today in terms of manhood. What I mean by that is that Jesus is often portrayed as soft and delicate. What we know about the life of Jesus, quite frankly, makes this image of him laughable. He most certainly was not soft or delicate. Jesus spent many years as a carpenter, a blue-collar worker, which would have made his hands strong and tough. And on top of that, once he began his ministry, he spent a large amount of time walking from town to town and was most likely weathered from the sun. He was a man's man, a hard worker. However, what made him distinct was the way in which he acted as a man. He lived out perfect manhood. Everything he did, he did without sin. And not only were his actions without sin, they were all done for the glory of God. If you notice in the Gospels, many times it speaks of Jesus as a man with authority. He acted with authority and he spoke with authority. Jesus was no passive man. He was a man that acted with purpose. He knew what he was to be about, even at a young age. We see in the Gospels that at 12 years old, he becomes separated from his family and was later found in the temple. When questioned by his mother, this was his response. Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? He was a man with purpose. Later in his life, we see him praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's conflicted about his upcoming trip to the cross. He even prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. He knew that what he was about to go through wasn't going to be pleasant. 
But still, he persevered through it because he was a man with purpose. He was on a mission. In comparison to the men that we have looked at to date, Jesus surpasses them in every way. Adam was given dominion over the earth, but it didn't take him long to fail in the task that God had given him. The result was sin entering the world, but we see that Jesus goes to the cross and conquers the sin and death that Adam ushered into the world. Jesus is the second and better Adam. Job prayed on behalf of his family because he wanted their sins to be covered. Jesus goes to the cross so that the sins of all who will trust in him will be covered. He is the greater Job. David was described as a man after God's own heart, and yet we see in his story that he failed repeatedly. Jesus was the true man after God's own heart because he lived a sinless life that brought glory to God in every way. Jesus was a hard-working, perfectly obedient man who acted and spoke with authority. He completely rejected passivity. And most importantly, his entire purpose was others. He was willing to lay his life down to fulfill that purpose. He completely redefined manhood and leadership as sacrificial and servant-hearted. This is the model that we are to follow if we are to show our players Christ and what it means to be a true man. So coach, are you hardworking in all that you do? Do you view your role as a coach as an opportunity to bring glory to God in both small things and in large things? Do you model obedience to your players? They watch how you handle your supervisors, officials, or any others that might be in a role of authority. So what do they see? Coach, do you act and speak with authority? Do you reject passivity? Do you lead in everything? Coach, are you servant-hearted? How much do your players know that you care? Not just about their performance, but about their lives, about every aspect of their lives. The remarkable thing about Jesus is that he doesn't ask us to do anything that he wasn't willing to do himself. He set the example of what a real man looks like. Coach, the truth is we're going to fail. But what are we pursuing and how hard are we pursuing it? Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 tells us to run the race with endurance looking to Jesus. Jesus has lived the life that we are called to live. He is the example. So coach, I encourage you today to look to Jesus and to go be that example for your players. Thanks again for joining us on the show today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many coaches as possible with a word of encouragement. Never forget your job is important. God loves you and he has a plan for you. Continue to build tomorrow's leaders and stand firm in the faith.